Howdy guys, welcome into another episode of the podcast. You got a lot to get to today. Um, a lot of news coming out of the NFL, some good, some bad. Of course, the World Series wrapped up this week with the Braves beating the Astros 4-2. Um, of course, we'll get to the pro and college picks as well. Uh, first of all, though, let's talk about the World Series. Um, yeah, so the Astros lost four games to two to the Braves. Um, Braves ended up winning in six games. Jorge Soler of the Braves wins the World Series MVP after three home runs, and he hit a mammoth home run over the train tracks at Minute Maid Park in game six. Uh, uh, put the Braves up three to nothing, and the Astros could never recover, and the Braves ended up winning the game seven to nothing, and that's that. So hats off to the Braves. Um Schnicker, their manager, who's been in their organization for a very long time, finally gets a World Series ring. Uh, Freddie Freeman, their longtime first baseman, who could be gone with the Braves next year. He got a ring finally, so good for him. Uh, it's just the Astros. I'm just disappointed. They, I think they had the better team overall, a better offense for sure. Um, and they just underperformed this whole series. Um, just too many games where their bats – made very little contact, made very little noise against the Braves pitchers. Um, credit to the Braves pitcher. They have a <clears throat> loaded bullpen, especially at the back end with three exceptional left-handers. So, yeah, the Astros couldn't get it done. And so they'll be back next year, I think. Uh, Carlos Correa is a free agent now. We'll see if a team throws him $400 million for a new contract. Because from what I've seen, the Astros aren't going to offer him that much money. And, and the contract negotiation, negotiations between Correa and the Astros did stall earlier this season. So we'll see what he does. But most of the Astros core is going to be back. So the Astros will probably still be in the thick of things for the AL West as well as the American League Championship. And so to recap, Braves... World champions for the first time since 1995. I think it's their fourth championship, fourth World Series title in franchise history, and first since 1995. All right, we are moving on to the NFL. Um, a lot of stuff going on, like I mentioned. Uh, first off, this weekend, the Packers and the Chiefs are going to play each other at Arrowhead Stadium, and the big news coming out of this game is Aaron Rodgers is going to be out with COVID. He tested positive this week, so he's not going to play in this game which swung the line massively in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a three-point margin for Kansas City. Now they're minus seven and a half or minus eight-point favorites. So big loss for the Packers. Uh, Jordan Love is going to make his first career start. He'll get Devontae Adams back. Uh, Devontae Adams missed the Arizona game last uh, Thursday, but the Packers ended up winning. But, of course, they had Rodgers. But this game, it's going to... It's going to be tough for the Packers to win. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, moving on, um, some trades happened as well. Of course, the trade deadline was this uh, Tuesday, November 2nd. Um, the biggest trade, I think, of the trade deadline was Von Miller. Other Broncos going to the LA Rams. The Rams sent <coughs> to uh, 2022 picks to the Broncos, a second rounder and a third rounder next year in exchange for Von Miller. So now the Rams have a stacked defense right now. They have playmakers at pretty much every level of the defense. Aaron Donald on the defensive line, Von Miller on the linebackers. 
more of a defensive end these days, actually. But And Jalen Ramsey, of course, is arguably the best corner in the game, too. So the Rams are just all in. They're going for the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust for the Rams. So Von Miller's going to get... Can you just imagine Aaron Donald and Von Miller as an opposing quarterback? Good luck. Just it, It's game over for you for an opposing quarterback. So Rams get a whole lot better on defense, and uh, they're marching toward the Super Bowl and uh, a top seed in the NFC. So the Chiefs, um, they got Melvin Gordon for a six-round pick. So the Chiefs, they got another good defensive player to help out their pass rush a little bit. Melvin Gordon, uh, he's been on decline a little bit. Uh, he was on the Steelers. Now he's on the, on the chiefs back when he was on the chargers, he was a very, very good pass rusher, but he's fallen off a little bit with injuries the past few years. Um, but with the chiefs, I think with him and Chris Jones and Frank Clark on the defensive line, I think that's a pretty, pretty good pass rush. If you ask me, so he will have to, uh, help out the chiefs with their defense in, in order for them to even make the playoffs this year. Um, Derrick Henry, the superstar running back for the Titans, who was on pace to have a 2,000-yard season. He is out for the rest of the season, most likely with a foot injury. Um, He's sidelined for at least 6 to 10 weeks. That could be the rest of the season. We'll see if he comes back at the very end of the season, but for now, he'll be out for the remainder of the season. Um, So the Titans, to compensate, they signed old running back Adrian Peterson, who's not going to make up for Henry's loss, but he'll do the best he can. So the Titans, they are six and two currently, number one seed in the AFC, and they play the Rams uh, this Sunday night in LA in SoFi Stadium. We'll see how they do, um, but because their offense identity is going to change quite a bit with the absence of Derrick Henry. Um, moving on with the New Orleans Saints, uh, Jameis Winston, their starting quarterback, is out for the year of the torn ACL. So uh, Saints will go back to using Taysom Hill not as a utility guy, but as their full-time starting quarterback, and Trevor Simeon will probably back him up. Uh, Michael Thomas, their best receiver, he had a setback with his ankle injury, so now he is out for the season. Um, He originally was scheduled to come back pretty soon, but he put off having ankle surgery in the offseason, so um, I guess he needs it now because he's going to be out for the season. So uh, the Saints lose two of their best five players, I think, or two two of their best... 10 players. I, I wouldn't call Winston a top five player on their roster necessarily, but he's still, still a pretty serviceable quarterback. Um, actually just breaking news coming into my, to my tablet. Um, Trevor Simeon will start with Taysom Hill as the backup. So that honestly, now thinking about it, that makes more sense. Um, because Taysom Hill is more of a utility quarter utility player that is not really, to me, he's not really a good pocket quarterback. Um, and Trevor Simeon's more of a nat- natural quarterback. So Trevor Simeon, I think that's a good good plan for the for the Saints to go ahead and use Taysom Hill in his Swiss Army knife role like he's been used in years past with Drew Brees and now Jameis Winston and now Trevor Simeon. So that is the plan for the Saints moving forward. All right. Um. So the Raiders, uh, with Henry Ruggs III, so he was their best wide receiver, so now he's cut from the team. And if you don't know why, um, it's because uh, he was traveling at 156 miles per hour, um, and then he struck a vehicle outside of Las Vegas 
at 127 miles per hour. He was found to have been driving under the influence and his out his BAC was, I think twice the legal limit. Um, and he killed a 23. Well, I'm not going to say he killed, but allegedly he killed while driving under the influence, a 23, 23 year old woman and a dog and her dog who both of them, they burned alive in the vehicle. So very sad situation for everybody involved. Um, Prayers go out to that uh, lady and and her family. God rest her soul. Um, and Henry Ruggs, um, this is not looking good for him. His season's over. His NFL career could be over. Um, this, with the way that happened, that that just shows you you cannot get behind the wheel of a vehicle when you've been drinking. You're inebriated. Call a cab, man. Especially with NFL players, like they have chauffeurs provided to them by the NFL players association, 24, seven, 365. And then of course they have, you could get an Uber for maybe 15 bucks or something. Maybe it's more expensive in Las Vegas. I don't know. But then again, for an NFL player, 15 bucks is really nothing. So Henry Ruggs definitely made a, a poor decision. I'm sorry if you, that's my girlfriend's dog. I'm watching him for a little bit. Um, Cadet, calm down. Uh, but Henry Ruggs, he made a poor choice of judgment. Um, and considering that his friend died even a few years ago in a car crash, you think he would learn from that, but apparently not. So he's going to face serious jail time, could be in there for over a decade, maybe two decades. So we'll just see how the legal process runs its course in this case, but it is just a sad situation nonetheless. Um, so Deshaun Watson, he ended up not being traded from the Texans, so he's going to be on the Texans roster for the remainder of the season. Um, and Odell Beckham for the Browns. So he is now going to be released by the Browns. So here's some teams that Odell Beckham could go to. The Chiefs, the Packers, the Rams, the Ravens. Um, let's see, maybe... So I'm thinking of team, like even God forbid the Bucks, which they already have a plethora of weapons on the outside. Um, maybe the Bills, him and Stefan Diggs would. Ooh, that would be a deadly wide receiver duo. Ooh, that would be crazy. Um, so background on Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland. So Odell Beckham Jr.'s father, Odell Beckham Sr., this week uh, made a video on Instagram of him being missed by Baker Mayfield, apparently with some throws could be that Baker Mayfield may have misread it or Okadol Beckham could have misread it. So it doesn't look like it was all on Baker Mayfield, but um, LeBron James even chirped in kind of be like free Odell. So Odell's going to be released and uh, teams have until um, I think Monday to fire, to file a waiver order to pick him up. So I think the lions will have the first, waiver that they're going to file for Odell Beckham, but he's not going to go to the Lions. Let's just be real. He's not going to a team that's 0-8, has the worst record in football. Um, but it just never worked out with Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield on the Browns. They, The data shows that you know when Odell was not on the field, Baker was a much better quarterback statistically. Um, so I think this is best for both parties. Odell Beckham needs – I think he still has a couple years of his prime left – in him, although he hasn't 
done that much in the past few years. And I think Baker, without Odell, I think he's a better quarterback. So this is best for everybody. And so Odell's going to be moving on to greener pastures. And in the next few days, he'll probably be on a team that knows how to swing the ball around. Um, and a uh, couple more things before I get to the football picks this weekend. Um, of course, the college football playoff came out with their first, the committee came out with their first rankings of the season. So the top 10 from 1 to 10, uh, Georgia's number 1, Alabama 2, Michigan State 3, Oregon 4, Ohio State 5, Cincinnati 6, Michigan 7, Oklahoma 8, Wake Forest at 9, and Notre Dame at 10. So that is just a slight slight deviation from the AP Top 25, which has Georgia 1, Cincinnati 2, Alabama 3, Oklahoma 4, Michigan State 5, Ohio State 6, Oregon 7, Notre Dame 8, Michigan 9, and Wake Forest at 10. So the two big things that stick out to me right here with the playoff rankings are Bama's ranked number two um, over Cincinnati, which is number six, and Oklahoma's all the way down at number eight. And Oklahoma has nine wins, which is more than anybody on this ranking. Um, so the committee, I think, is looking at Oklahoma going, yeah, they're 9-0, but they have not really blown out anybody like they've – that like they're really supposed to. They played a lot of close games. They played down to their competition in a lot of games this year. Um, so I understand why the committee wants Oklahoma down there. But if Oklahoma goes undefeated, like they finish like 12 and 0, win the Big 12 championship, it's going to be really hard to keep them out of the playoff. But it just all depends what goes on in front of them. But still, we have three, four weeks left in the season, five weeks or so before those uh, final playoff rankings are determined. And Cincinnati at six, basically what the committee is saying to Cincinnati is, sorry, but you don't play a very strong schedule with your opponents, so we'll just wait for expansion. And it's, un- it's unfortunate for Cincinnati because they could be a team, they can go 12-13-0, win like the Fiesta Bowl, which is not a, would play a power, play a New Year's Six game that's not a uh, playoff game that you can tell, like... I feel bad for Cincinnati, but at the same time, I get what the committee's saying. Like, you just need to schedule better competition as best you can. And with them joining the, <laughs> joining the Big Twelve in a few years, like I mentioned a few podcasts ago, I think they'll have a better chance. But for now, it just looks like um, they won't get into the playoff this year unless they just absolutely smoke their next four or five opponents. And if, of course, they win, they they have SMU coming up, but SMU lost to Houston last weekend. So that's not good for their strength of schedule. So Cincinnati is just going to have to win and win outright and just cover every spread possible that's put in front of them. Otherwise they will not get into the playoff this year, into the playoff this year. And for Bama seven and one, their only loss is of course to A&M. Um, if Bama wins out, if they win the SEC championship as a one loss team, then they're in. But the question is, you know, if they, let's say, go to the SEC championship and lose to Georgia, per se, then they'll probably go out and they may get a New Year's Six game that's not a playoff game, but they won't. They probably won't get a playoff game. So um, that's – I find it a bit strange, but at the same time, I think Bama is one of the best teams. I think they're still a top, te- top three team in the country, despite what some people will say. So I think they're right where they need to be. Um, I think they would beat Michigan State on a neutral field. Same with Oregon. 
Um, Ohio State could give them some issues uh, with Ohio State's talent, but I think they would crush Cincinnati on a neutral field. I think if we're being real with ourselves, I think that would be the case. Um, and of course, the team only better than them is really Georgia, who's, is, whose defense is the best in college football in roughly a decade. So this is the first rankings. Not going to overreact to them after the first week. We still have a lot of the season to play, although we're in week 10 now, so a lot of the season has come and gone really fast. Final thing before we get to the football picks, uh, Buster Posey of the Giants, who was a seven-time NL All-Star, he retires. He, of course, won three World Series championships with the Giants in the 2010s. I think it was 2010, 2012, 2014. No, 20, 2010. Yeah, 2010, 2012, 2014 is when the Giants won the championship. So every even year for the first part of that decade, they won. So kind of a funny theme of them winning every even year. Of course, that was stopped in 2016 whenever the Cubs won the World Series. But uh, Buster Posey. First ballot Hall of Famer with his career, his World his World Series rings, seven-time in an All-Star. He was plagued by some injuries over his career, but nonetheless, one of the best catchers of the past 15 to 20 years in the game. Um, so he's going to can't he's going to be inducted into Canton in a few years for sure. I I doubt he's going to be kept up. All right, let's get to the football. All right, guys, we're getting to now the NFL picks for this weekend. Um, last night on Thursday Night Football, you got the Colts versus the Jets. The Colts ended up winning 45-30. to 30, um, And Jonathan Taylor had a, an excellent game for the Colts in the backfield. 19 carries for a buck 72 and two touchdowns. Ran all over the Jets. Uh, at one point, I think it was 45-16, to 16, so the Jets never really competed in this game. And the Jets... Dream run with Mike White at quarterback is done after a week. Um, I think they had Josh Johnson, who's been a journeyman his entire career. He was 27 to 41, 317, and three touchdowns, but it was not enough this, as the Jets fall to two and six and the Colts improved to four and five. And they still are kind of in contention in the AFC South with the Titans losing Derrick Henry, but that is uh, still remaining to be seen how that race shapes up. All right. Um, Going to Sunday's picks now. First up in the noontime slot on Fox, you got the Vikings at the Ravens. Ravens are a five and a half point favorite in this game. This game is going to be a lot of scoring with Kirk Cousins and Lamar Mar Jackson at the quarterback position. Um, so Jefferson and Thielen, the wide receivers for the Vikings, they're going to have big games, but the Vikings, unfortunately, they lost Daniel Hunter. Their best uh, defensive lineman for the season with a torn pec. Um, so the Vikings will not be able to generate as much pass rush on the Ravens. And the Ravens, of course, Lamar Jackson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, can run it, can throw it. Um, Ravens five and a half. I see the Ravens covering the spread. Um, just Ravens are at home. I think they're out to prove something. They It is a tight race right now in the AFC North between them, the Bengals, the Browns and even the Steelers, who have been winning quite a bit lately. So Ravens, I think they'll get the job done at home against Kirk Cousins. High-scoring game, but give me the Ravens Ravens in this matchup to cover the spread. Um, next up in the noon slot on Fox, Broncos at Cowboys. Um, we'll see if Dak Prescott plays in this game. He could because the spread is 9.5, actually 10 now. 
according to Vegas. Um, so the Broncos, they're just not doing well on offense. They're, it's sputtering under Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see if Drew Locke comes in at, at all. Um, but I don't see the Broncos moving the ball really against the Cowboys. I think Trayvon Diggs could have a pick in this game. He didn't have one last weekend on Sunday night against the Vikings, but I think him and the defense will get downhill against the Broncos pretty easily. So give me the Cowboys in this game to win and cover easily. Uh, and the Cowboys should move to 7-1. and one. Falcons at Saints. Saints are six-point favorites and home in the Superdome. Cadet, come here. So, um, give me one second. Alrighty, I am back. Uh, had to put the dog outside, calm it down a little bit. Um, where was I? Oh, yes. Falcons at Saints. Saints are six-point favorites at home in the Superdome. Um, so, Alvin Kamara is probably going to make big plays in this game. Trevor Simeon, of course, will start, and Taysom Hill will back him up, like I mentioned before. Um, and then Michael Thomas, like I mentioned, is out too. So, Saints will have to generate offense with Trevor Simeon. Falcons, they're having a nice run right now where they're finding their groove offensively. Kyle Pitts is putting up big numbers the past two or three weeks. Um, but still, I think the Saints are more talented on both sides of the ball. So give me the Saints to win. But I don't think the Saints will cover the six points. I think the Falcons hang around with Matt Ryan and that offense. <clears throat> so give me the Saints to win, but not cover the six points. Um, Texans at Dolphins. So both teams are one and seven. Um, this will be in Miami. Uh, Dolphins are a touchdown favorite. Um, Dolphins, they won't cover. Um, te Texans do get Tyrod Taylor back. Of course, he was their week one starter, which in which they beat the Jaguars, but they've lost seven games in a row. So we'll see if they can snap that right before the bye week. Um, um, Tua could have a good game against the Texans defense. I don't know, but this game's going to be kind of ugly, low scoring. But I'm going to go with the Texans to win just kind of as a homer. I want to just see them improve and not go like one and 16. So give me the Texans. Um, Bills are 14 point favorites on the road against the Jaguars. This is noon on CBS. Um, the Bills will dominate the Jaguars in pretty much every way possible. Uh, don't even think about it. Bills won and cover the 14 points. Um, Browns at Bengals noon on CBS. So it's going to be an interesting game. Um, so OBJ, of course, is off the Browns now. Um, the Bengals, they are coming off a loss to the Jets where the defense got exposed, giving up over 400 yards to Mike White. I don't know if that's going to really happen again. Um, because the Browns, of course, they have a two-headed monster running back with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, well, Kareem Hunt is still out, so uh, Dearness Johnson, I think, is going to back, back up Nick Chubb. But still, the Browns have a superb running game. Um, the Bengals, they have Joe Burrow, who can swing it all over the yard with Jamar Chase and Teague Higgins and the other receivers and tight ends. So this will be a fun match. I think there'll be a good amount of scoring for both sides, but the Bengals are at home. So give me the Bengals to win in this game. Three points, three, po three point favorites. Um, I think the Bengals will be covering slightly, call it like 28 to 24. Um, Patriots, three and a half point favorites on the road at Panthers. 
at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Sam Darnold is 0-3 in his career against the Patriots and against Bill Belichick. I don't know if the Panthers will be able to do much. Um, we'll see if Christian McCaffrey plays. Um, he has been on I on IR the past several weeks with a hamstring strain, but we will have to see if he does. If he does play, then the Panthers have a decent chance. If not, then give me the Patriots all the way to win and cover. Next up, Raiders and Giants. Raiders are three-point favorites on the road. Um, so Derek Carr is by far the better quarterback than Daniel Jones, I think. Um, the Giants, of course, are coming off that close loss this past Monday night against Kansas City, 20-17. to um, The Giants' defense, they do play pretty well under Joe Judge, but the Raiders' offense can still fly. No, they'll have to do it without Henry Ruggs anymore. But I think Derek Carr will get the job done. They're winning the past couple games without John Gruden, too, under their interim, interim coach. It's good. So give me the Raiders to win in this game and cover the three points. Now, we are moving into the late afternoon time slot. This is the three of th- this is the only late afternoon game on CBS, 3.05 p.m. Central. Chargers, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Philadelphia at the Eagles. Um, the Eagles' offense is struggling mightily right now. Um, and the Chargers, they can't really say much better because Justin Herbert has had a 67.3 passer rating in the past two games, which is one of the lowest in the league. But give me the Chargers to bounce back. I think Mike Williams could have a big day on the outside along with uh, Keenan, Al- Keenan Allen, uh, Austin Eckler, their running back, could have a big day against the Eagles too. So give me the Chargers to win and cover the two and a half. Um, <coughs> like uh, I mentioned previously, the Chiefs, they are now seven and a half point favorites at home against the Packers. Um, so Packers with Jordan Love, the quarterback. This is, by the way, 325 p.m. Central kick on Fox. Most of the country will see this game. Um, the Chiefs' defense is still pretty bad. They added Melvin Ingram at the trade deadline, like I mentioned earlier. Um, the Packers, they will probably have be able to generate defensive pressure from their front four against the Chiefs, maybe a little bit. We'll see how the Chiefs O-line, which the Chiefs spent $100 million or so to upgrade this offseason. We'll see how the offensive line for the Chiefs holds up against the Packers' pass rush. And with Rodgers out, the Packers will not put up as many points. So give me the Chiefs to win in this game. But I don't think they'll cover the 7.5, though, because the Chiefs, they've turned it over 19 times, which is by far the most in the league this season, which is really holding them back from what they could be. But give me the Chiefs to win, covering, not covering, and winning by like six points at the most. So let's call it 20, honestly, 27 to 21, I think is probably the score for this game. Or maybe like 33 to 27, maybe. Going to be a fun matchup nonetheless, even without Aaron Rodgers, but still less fun than with Aaron Rodgers for sure. Um, Final afternoon game of the day will be, final, final late afternoon of the game, late, Final late afternoon game of the day is the Cardinals at the 49ers. Cardinals are only two and a half point favorites in this game. Um, this this game is kind of has a weird vibe with me. Um, the Cardinals should kind of run away with this one, but I think the 49ers are playing decently right now on both sides of the ball. Um, with Jimmy G putting up some decent numbers, of course, Elijah Mitchell uh, out of the backfield for the 49ers, Debo Samuel on the outside. Um, they could put up some <coughs> numbers against the Cardinals who don't have J.J. Watt anymore. Kyler Murray got banged up last week against the Packers. Um, 
so this is a rivalry game out of the NFC West. They always play each other tough. Um, but I just think the Cardinals firepower is going to be too much in the end for the, uh, for the 49ers. So give me the Cardinals to win and, uh, cover the two and a half. So Sunday night football Titans at Rams, 7 20 PM central on NBC Titans will have to find a new offensive identity without, uh, without Derrick Henry, their running back. So, uh, so the Rams now, they have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller on defense, stacked defense. They have Matthew Stafford, quarterback, who's just been spectacular this year in his first season with Sean McVay. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and the receiver core is just fabulous. Um, you got Sonny Michelle and others out of the back backfield doing a great job. So the Rams, they should win and cover the 7.5 because the Titans, they're probably going to make the Titans one-dimensional and force Ryan Tannehill to get the ball to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and I don't know if Tannehill is ready to carry the Titans offense against the Rams. I don't think he is. <clears throat> Monday Night Football this week is the Bears against the Steelers. Steelers are six and a half point favorites. Um, so this game, the Steelers, I think, should win pretty easily because their front seven is going to generate enough pressure on Justin Fields, um, who did run a bit more in last week's game, but the Steelers have a good group of linebackers who can run from side to side, sideline to sideline. Um, Steelers are also getting better at their rushing attack. They've had over hundred yards the past few weeks. Um, and the bears, their defense is not what it usually is. So give me the Steelers to win. I don't think the, I think this will be a closer game than people think maybe 27 to 21 Steelers could do a backdoor cover at the end. Um, but, uh, this is a seven fifteen PM central kick on ESPN. So Steelers win. It won't. I think it could be an old school game with just a lot of running the football um, and defenses getting some stops. And finally, the buys for this week: the Lions, the Washington Football Team, the Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are on buys this week. Moving into college football now. All right. Finally, we are moving on to college football. So, the only ranked game ranked on ranked game this week is right here in college station uh number 13 auburn and number 14 AM go at tomorrow at kyle field AM is four and a half point favorites in this game this is a 2 30 p.m central kick on cbs um so a very big matchup in the sec a lot of things are on the line for this game uh AM still has the potential to win out and go to the sec championship all they have to do is win out beat auburn beat Ole miss beat LSU, beat another team, I think, and have Bama lose to Auburn in the Iron Bowl, and then AM is in the SEC Championship against Georgia. So that would be something. But first things first, they have to take care of business at home against Auburn. Big thing in this game, so Auburn's coming off a nice win versus Ole Miss last weekend. Um, Bo Nix, he played pretty good. The key for Bo Nix is I've watched him play in many games the past few years, um, and he does not do very well against very good defenses. He, do, he is not a great pocket passer against... Um, elite defenses and AM is not an elite defense this year, but it is a pretty, pretty solid defense. So we'll see how he does against their pass rush uh, and their secondary. Um, so both teams have solid defensive lines. Both teams have great running backs with Tank, Biz Tank Bigsby for Auburn. And of course, uh, CJ Spiller, no, not CJ Spiller, um, Isaiah Spiller, uh, 
and uh, Devon A. Chain. C.J. Spiller was a great running back for Clemson a few years ago. I'm sorry that it got Isaiah mixed up with him. But, um, yeah, so the rushing attack for both teams will be key, allowing to take pressure off the quarterbacks, Bo Nix for Auburn, and Zap Calzada for AM, who's played okay. He's not played spectacularly since the Bama game, which he absolutely lit the world on fire in the Bama game. So, And Haynes King, the original starter, could be available for this game. We'll see how Jimbo wants to use him. But for now, I think Zach Calzada will start still. Um, I've heard some people pick pick Auburn just because they're riding momentum. But I think A&M has still a lot to play for. They've had this game circled on the calendar too, I think, along with Bama previously. And with the Kyle Field atmosphere, it's a sold-out Kyle Field tomorrow afternoon. So you know the stadium is going to be rocking. I'll be there at the game. So I'm going to take the Aggies to win. Uh, it's a four-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, yes, I think the Aggies will cover. Um, something just tells me that they'll have a big day on the ground and Calzada will make some throws late to seal the win um, to, to get like a go-ahead touchdown. So give me a to win. I'm going to call it 34 uh, to. 24 31 to 24 i'll call a&m winning <coughs> winning in the fourth quarter it should be a very fun game tomorrow staying in the sec um missouri at number one georgia 11 a.m central kick on espn georgia's number one ranked number one ranked team in the country 38 point favorite in this game this will be no contest at all um go go with georgia easily to win and cover the spread um alabama at home against number two Alabama's number two at home against LSU, 6 p.m. Central on ESPN. This will not be a close game. Alabama's 28.5-point favorite. They they will win. They may not cover the spread, but Bryce Young, the quarterback for Alabama, and Brian Robinson, their running back, I think they'll both have big games. Alabama defense should be able to tee off on Max Johnson, the LSU quarterback. So Alabama wins, but they won't cover the spread, but it'll still be a blowout by probably three touchdowns. Um, Liberty at Ole Miss, so... Hugh Freeze comes back to play Ole Miss, the team where he coached previously. Um, Ole Miss, nine and a half point favorites in this game. 11 a.m. Central kick on <coughs> on the SEC Network. Um, Matt Corral, their quarterback, has been their leading rusher recently, but he's been banged up a lot. And their defense has been pretty poor this year. And Hugh Freeze has, of course, a really good offense that he runs at any, ev- everywhere that he's coached. Uh, Liberty has had this game circled on the counter for sure. Um, give me Ole Miss to win, but they I don't think they'll cover the nine and a half. I just Hugh, I think Hugh Freeze is too good of a coach um, for the spread to be that big. So give me Ole Miss to win the game, but for Liberty to cover the nine and a half as an underdog. Um, Mississippi State, ranked number 17 on the road at Arkansas, and Mississippi State are five-point underdogs. This is a 3 p.m. Central kick on SEC Network. Um, as Mississippi State is getting a nice running game to, together to help out their quarterback. Um, they, of course, they beat Kentucky pretty handily last week. Um, the key for them against Arkansas is to hold Arkansas's rush game in check. K.J. Jefferson is a nice dual-threat quarterback for Arkansas, but I think Mississippi State is quietly an overall more talented roster, especially with Mike Leach on offense. So give me Mississippi State to win and uh Cover the five points as an underdog. Final game in the SEC uh, that I'll talk about is Tennessee 
at Kentucky. Um, Will Levis, the quarterback for Kentucky, has kind of been a turnover machine recently. Hinton Hooker, the quarterback for Tennessee, is just playing out of his mind. I'm surprised that um, they didn't start him over Joe Milton to start the season because he's been on fire with a great touchdown to interception ratio. Um, and Tennessee just has more momentum going for them right now. 6 p.m. Central kick on ESPN2 tomorrow. Um, t- Kentucky, who's number 18 ranked according to the playoff committee, is only a one-point favorite. So that kind of tells you something that uh, they don't – Vegas doesn't think Kentucky is going to handle their business very much. So give me Tennessee to win and outright give – me, give me Tennessee to outright win this game and cover the one-point spread. Okay, now moving on to the Big Ten. We have number three, Michigan State, three-point favorites on the road at Purdue. <coughs> 2.30 p.m. Central kick on ABC. Um, so Purdue's quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, he actually leads the Big Ten right now in completion percentage and passing. Um, so Purdue could play spoiler in this game. Michigan State's kind of failing themselves after being ranked number three in the playoff poll. But I think Kenneth Walker the third is one of the best running backs in the country. Um, He's a dark horse Heisman favorite. I think he could be the Heisman favorite in some people's eyes, like Joel Klatt at Fox Sports. He said that Kenneth Walker is his Heisman favorite. This We'll see how Mel Tucker handles it because um, this could be a semi-trap game for Michigan State. And Peyton Thorne, their quarterback, has been struggling a little bit recently. But give me Michigan State's talent to win out in this game. Only three points. Um, I think Michigan State will win and cover the three points for this matchup. Speaking of covering the spread, I think number five, Ohio State at Nebraska. This is a early kickoff on Fox, 11 a.m. Central. Um, Buckeyes, they should win and cover against Nebraska. Nebraska is one of the most inconsistent teams in the country. Uh, Adrian, Adrian Martinez for Nebraska, their quarterback, He's been having a decent year, but like he can only do so much. And Ohio State's talent with CJ Stroud at quarterback putting up big numbers, they they are just gonna handle Nebraska pretty handily. So give me the Buckeyes to win in this game. Um, Indiana at number seven, Michigan. Uh, Michigan are twenty point favorites in this game. Six thirty p.m. Central on Fox. Um, Hoosiers. They're starting their third quarterback of the year, freshman Stephen Carr. Um, so Michigan's gonna take out their frustrations on him and the rest of the Hoosiers due to that loss last weekend at Michigan State. Asan Haskins and the running game for Michigan, I think, will take over, and they should win easily and cover the spread. Minnesota, right number 20, hosting Illinois at 11 a.m. Central on ESPN2. P.J. Fleck, I think, signed a seven-year contract extension recently with the Golden Gophers, so this game will be low scoring, so Minnesota should win pretty easily, but I don't think they'll cover the 14 and a half. Iowa at number 22 on the road at Northwestern. Tyler Goodson, their running back, should have a better game than he had last week against Wisconsin. Um, neither of these teams really have consistent offenses, but both have really solid defenses, so this will be a lower scoring game, but give me Iowa to win. Um, and final game in the Big Ten is number 21, Wisconsin, 11.5-point favorites on the road at Rutgers. Give me Wisconsin win easily at Rutgers. Rutgers will not handle Wisconsin hardly at all. All right. Um, moving on, Cincinnati is hosting Tulsa as 22.5-point favorites, 2.30 p.m. Central kick on ESPN2. 
So it's like I mentioned before at the beginning, Cincinnati needs to cover the spread by a lot in order to impress the committee to get them into the top four. Desmond Ritter needs to have a Heisman-like performance. Um, I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to win the Heisman, but he's going to need to put up extraordinarily good numbers. So give me Cincinnati to win and cover, and I'm hoping that they win and cover for their sake to get into the top four. Um, Wake Forest. Number nine at North Carolina. North Carolina is actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home under Mac Brown. 11 a.m. Central kick on ABC this game is. Uh, Sam Hartman, the Wake Forest quarterback, he's putting up some good numbers. Same for Sam Howell at North Carolina. Both defenses are kind of struggling right now. I could see this game being a shootout. Upset alert for Wake Forest. I'm calling it. I think North Carolina is going to put them on upset notice. So give me, give me the Tar Heels to win in this game. And cover the two and a half. I think it's going to be a great upset. I, I don't know. It's just something tells me about this game that the Tar Heels are going to upset the Demon Deacons. And so with that, the ACC will no longer have a bona fide contender for the college football playoff. But I could be wrong. We'll see. But that's what my gut says. Um, staying in the ACC, North Carolina State and number 19. Two and a half point favorites on the road in Tallahassee versus Florida State. 3 p.m. Central kick on ACC Network. Um, Devin Leary for... NC State, their quarterback, has 21 touchdowns and only two interceptions, so a pretty good season for him. Um, Florida State's defense, they do play better at home. They have a decent rushing attack, too. Jordan Davis is coming along nicely as their dual-threat quarterback. Um, give me an NC State, though, to win out with their talent. I think I think their talent wins out overall over Florida State, even, at, even in Tallahassee. Um, Pittsburgh, number 25, barely hanging on to a ranking at at Duke, 21-point favorites. Kenny Pickett and Pittsburgh, I think, will bounce back from that loss last weekend. <coughs> and Duke is just not a competitive team under David Cutcliffe anymore. I think his tenure as their head coach is coming to an end pretty soon. So Pittsburgh will win easily and cover the spread in this game. Moving out west to the Pac-12. We have number four, Oregon. Touchdown favorite at Washington. 6.30 p.m. Central kick on ABC. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to dominate this game um, on the defensive line for Oregon. And Anthony Brown, he's been a little bit inconsistent for Oregon this year, but against Washington, I'll think he'll, I think he'll put up some good numbers. So give me Oregon to win and cover the seven, but not by a ton. Um, Oklahoma State on the road at West Virginia. Oklahoma State will win. This is a 2.30 p.m. Central kick on ESPN. Spencer Sanders should have a good game for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. But um, West Virginia, I think they play better at home in Morgantown. So Oklahoma State will win, but I don't think they'll cover the spread. Give me like 27-26. I think Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State will win it late. Um, moving on, uh, Baylor, twelve num ranked number 12 against uh, TCU. They will win on the road, I think, against TCU because TCU is missing Gary Patterson right now. They fired him in the, which is a shame because he was their coach for 21, 22 seasons. He built up that program, almost had them to the college football playoff last uh, the past few years, especially in 2014, whenever they, whenever the playoff first started. But Baylor's still pushing toward a Big 12 championship up there with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Um, Jerry Bohannon is a decent quarterback for them. 
So give me give me Baylor to win on the road uh, in Fort Worth to cover as well. Navy at Notre Dame. So Navy is a 20 and a half point underdog to the Fighting Irish. This is a 2.30 p.m. Central kick on NBC. Last week in Notre Dame, they did give up 200 rushing yards plus to North Carolina. The Navy does have a good ground and pound attack, but I think Notre Dame wins this game. Uh, 20 and a half, that's a big number for Notre Dame to cover to lay the points. Um, I just don't think Notre Dame will cover, but I think they'll win by two touchdowns comfortably. Um, excuse me. Last game's out west. Um, Boise State at number 23, Fresno State. Um, Boise State is a good road team. They run, they've won on the road at BYU this year. Um, so they'll play Fresno State tight, but I think Fresno State, Jake Hayner, quarterback for them and crew will get it done. 6 p.m. Central kick for for this game on CBS Sports Network. But give me the Bulldogs to win. And finally, San Diego, San Diego State at number 24, seven and a half point favorites on the road in Hawaii. 10 a.m. Central kick. 10 a.m. Central? That can't be right. Let me let me check this game to see. Um, because 10 a.m. Central is a pretty early kickoff. No, I'm sorry. No, 10 p.m. Central time. Sorry, yeah. 10, 10 a.m. Central, that would be like six, five or six in the morning out in Hawaii. That would be crazy. Um, so in this game, I think San Diego State establishes the run with Greg Bell. Um, and Hawaii won't be able to stop them very very much. So give me the Aztecs in this game to win and cover the seven and a half. All right. Before I head out for the weekend, um, Dusty Baker just signed a one-year extension to be the Astros manager next year. He has unfinished business. Um, I think the Astros, like I mentioned before, will be back as a World Series contender. Right now, I think they are the second-best team odds-wise to win the World Series next year behind, of course, the Dodgers. And the Braves, I think, are right behind the Astros. So Dusty Baker back to finish unfinished business. Um, although he will be in the Hall of Fame one day, I think he his desire to win with this team is still high. So he'll be back next season for the Astros. And one more thing. So Conference USA is expanding. So um, Conference USA is one of those group of five teams that's part of major college football in the FBS. So they are adding Liberty. Um, Jacksonville State, New Mexico State, and Sam Houston State. So the Bearcats for Sam Houston, they will have a lot more big games on their slate, so they will not be going to FCS National Championships anymore starting in 2023. So good news for the Bearcats, uh, our neighbors to the east in Huntsville. Um, they will be playing better competition uh, starting in 2023, along with Jacksonville State, New Mexico State, and Liberty. All right, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Um, sorry for the nose, the nasally distractions, um, just allergy season right now, dealing with the stuffy nose right now. Um, of course, the dog was a little noisy this uh, episode, but that shouldn't be an issue next time. And uh, thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast. Support the podcast at anchor.fm slash Lance Sampson. Tell your friends and family about the podcast. And I will, and I will see you guys in the next one. Thanks and have a great weekend. Take care.